This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Hi, I'm David, a school founder and CEO, a mindfulness teacher, and leadership coach. This is a podcast for paradigm shifters just like you, ready to reignite the flames of passion that drew you into education in the first place. You're ready to live and flow, lead with love, and be the fullest version of the change maker you always dreamed of. Then join me as I break down the mindfulness, leadership, and life teachings that have completely changed my life, while also speaking with guests whose wisdom have inspired new ideas and transformation across the globe. Join me on the journey of becoming a mindful education warrior. Hey, everyone. It's so great to be here with you today. I can't wait to introduce you to Lindsay Frank. But before I do that, I just have a simple request. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do me a favor and go in and rate and review it. Or the greatest compliment is when you share it with one other person. All right. Let me tell you about Lindsay Frank. Lindsay is the president of the Coalition of Schools Educating Mindfully. She's been an educator for over 12 years. She's dedicated her work to integrating wellness within education through mindfulness and social emotional learning. So you can see why I want to have her on the show. She's got a master's degree in educational leadership. She has written a mindfulness-based SEL children's book. She has also developed an education well-being company called The Butterfly Within to support schools on their resilience journeys. We have a wide-ranging conversation from the state of education, from a wellness perspective, to the courage to change yourself, even if it's just one turtle step at a time, and how we want to move forward individually and collectively to heal ourselves and our communities after an incredibly rough few years. I don't need to tell you that. And in this episode, you're going to learn how to navigate your daily life with simple mindfulness practices by finding those small moments throughout your day to practice what mindfulness superpowers you already have about Lindsay's personal transformation. This is where she gets really vulnerable and shares her personal story, which I think you'll really enjoy of having health issues and using those issues to take back her life and then making mindfulness a daily practice that mitigated her anxiety and her panic attacks. I think it's a really powerful part of the episode and I hope you can learn from her on that really important topic. Also, how to overcome resistance or fear around practicing mindfulness. So I did ask her, how do you deal with people that are really scared to do this? Because it can be scary at times. And finally, how to use mindfulness to live your life in flow and with the just natural order of life, like I always talk about. So we, we really had a good conversation about that. All right. I hope you enjoy the episode. Talk to you all later. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited today to have Lindsay on the podcast. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. <laughs> so great to have you. And Lindsay's going to 
do a little invitation to practice for us to start out. We thought that'd be a great way to start out today's podcast. Yeah, thank you, everybody. So if you wish to join, um, maybe even just choosing to make a small adjustment, maybe you're choosing to sit back or sit tall, maybe stand. If you're driving, maybe just noticing something else nearby, or even if you're on a walk, just notice where you might want to be and how to show up in this moment. And perhaps even allowing either your eyes to find something nearby or even close if that is safe and comfortable for you, or even allowing them to stay open. And just begin to settle into the space, noticing the body, breath, emotions, and thoughts. Just what's present today, not changing anything. Maybe even noticing a temperature within the body. Maybe even where the breath is coming from or where it goes. Just having the moment of gratitude for anything that you are aware of in this moment. and taking this time to transition into this space together, perhaps even setting an intention, a why for being here, a why for listening, a why for the action that we do for ourselves and our students and our world. Just letting that connect to you however it does. It's always an invitation to place the hands on the heart if that is something that resonates with you, just to connect to yourself, connect to your own unique rhythm within, knowing that within ourselves, it allows us to have that action. And just taking three breaths on your own speed with that intention and transition. And there's no rush. And as you're ready, just checking in again if there have been any changes, even within the small moment. Maybe allowing the arms or hands to go wherever they do and allow some movement into the body maybe taking a bigger breath, maybe opening up the eyes if they were closed and looking around wherever you may be, noticing that you are safe, that you are here, that you are present and ready to share space together. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It's so amazing because I think that was like three or four minutes or if that. And I hope Listeners feel better. I feel a lot better. And we've transitioned to the space. And now we have, there's like a different energy to have this conversation, right? It's not a rushed. And I was sharing with you that I usually don't have meetings right before the podcast, but I did have one. And so I was trying to like calm myself down and transition. So it's, and I love it so much because I feel like as busy educators, we forget to do that. And it only takes a few minutes. So thank you. 
Right. And I would even say it also takes that courage to be able to do it too. And how often, even within our classrooms and our schools, going to team meetings, how often that we just, okay, we have to do what we have to do, the to-dos, check, 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 okay, move on. But really that small transition is that energy that we bring in ourselves, that is what we're bringing to that conversation. So always just asking ourselves, what are we bringing? Who are we in that moment, no matter what we're doing? Right. And I, I, I mention this all the time, but at my school, we actually do what we call True North, which is part of our SEL program for the kids and the teachers and adults do it too. So every time before we start a meeting, we do two minutes of True North for this reason to allow us to transition and take a breath because we're all running around like crazy, right? And we just need a moment. Mm-hmm. And it definitely shifts everything. <laughs> it shifts everything and it happens so quickly. So thank you so much again. I'm feeling very grateful that we had that, that moment. I wanted to start our conversation with, you know, asking you, because you have such an interesting perspective, given that you're a special educator, a coach, an educational leader. And just so curious, you know, what do you think about where we are with wellness and education and where we need to go, especially in this post-COVID world. Mm, yeah. You know, and that's that's the really interesting thing is we're all coming with different lenses and being able to now view the world and view our classrooms and our schools and ourselves with a different lens than maybe where we've been in the past. And you know, being able to and see from different angles, like I was working in multiple schools. Um, and now that I'm gone back into the classroom, just seeing even how that is in one school is very different than another. And the importance of creating a culture and a climate for wellness. And one avenue, the really amazing avenue that we have is through mindfulness. And since mindfulness is tailored to everybody in a way we can find a way that connects with somebody. Um, and I'm finding that we're trying to play catch up <laughs> right? Um, for academics, especially. And unfortunately it's almost like we've covered everything in the academics and we're ignoring often. Yes. In, in our social and emotional development, even since the pandemic and even prior to the pandemic. But it definitely, um, I'm finding that we're really good at ignoring. Yes. <laughs> really yes. And we, at, at some point, we have to be able to put our, our courage on as our armor of courage. Um, I like to call that heart-based shield of resilience because like our heart is open, but it's protected, but yet mm-hmm. we can what we need to do. Um, and so finding the courage to say enough and all of our hearts matter. All of what we do and who we are matter. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely feels like, I feel like I can't have a conversation with, you know, I was with our my in-laws last night and they were talking about how are you dealing with the kids and the teachers and people not really recovering. They're not having recovered in terms of their social emotional health and their emotional health and wellness and everything. And like, they're not even in a school and they can see this, right? (laughs) Just from picking up kids at the six grandkids at different schools and such, they can see it. And to your point, I feel like I've seen a lot of conversations and a lot of coverage in the media around, you know, learning loss and this and that, and the academic piece, which is obviously very critical, 
yet it's like the root issue is how are we feeling? Where are our educators and where are the kids and where are the families with this massively traumatic event that we've experienced for the last three years? And how do we stop ignoring it and start prioritizing it? Right. I mean, we've basically become, I always like to compare it to that uh, soda can, right? And we've shaken and shaken and shaken and shaken. And at some point, that shake is going to explode. Yes. And that's where we're also seeing the different behaviors. And so when we're able to support both ourselves and our students, our entire community through wellness, they're mirrors of our own nervous system, right? Yeah. When we're able to connect to that and start with ourselves and our own journeys of being able to hold that space for our students, then we're showing them, hey, there is another way. Hey, how you're feeling, that's validated. Like we're able to do that in these different practices and we can show up our true selves in all that we do. And we can show up loving our jobs again. You know, often we're hearing a lot about the whole um, teachers mass leaving. You know, right. Right. And that should cause a shift in what we need to do and transform our current systems, right? And so we have to look at it another way. And so we need to give wellness that chance because Thankfully, honestly, the pandemic allowed us to rip that Band-Aid off and bring it to surface of where we are and what we need to do next. We just have to have that courage and be a warrior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's what I keep hearing is like, it's rough out there. It's really rough out there from all the different, you know, I work with the funders and the different schools that I consult with and the own, my own school. It's just like everyone I talk to in the space is like, it's rough out there. And what they're really saying is, we are struggling. We're really struggling because it's been a really hard time. And to your point, most schools are not prioritizing wellness. But what I'm seeing, which is really promising, is that people are starting to be more interested. And I just had a funder yesterday that I was sending the podcast. I sent it to a bunch of people in the last few weeks. And one of them responded and said, I'd really love to highlight this in the newsletter. And this is a national funder that goes across, you know, I don't know, so many people read that. And I was thinking, what? Like there's nothing in your funding priorities or your strategy or your mission that talks about this. And he actually responded and said, it's rough out there. Cause I had said, it's rough out there. Like, hopefully you can share this with your cohorts and your, your audience. And I was, I was, that really got me to like pause and say, Oh, okay. I think people that maybe weren't paying attention to this as much are starting to ask, like, maybe we should be paying more attention. Yeah. And I love how you said the word interested and really that in itself, even for those who are listening here, a part of being mindful is being present with your full experience with curiosity and openness. And so if we can approach even just asking and being interested in how else can I teach? How else can I lead? That right there is already being a part of a mindfulness practice. So that's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. And I even wondered about the title of the podcast, whether I should call it something else, because I didn't know if it would turn people off because they're like, well, well, it's mindfulness or, you know, like, is it the wellness warrior? You know? (laughs) And, but I really felt like, no, I think this is a core part of what I believe in and how I navigate my life is through mindfulness practices. And so I, I stuck with the title, but I'm so curious for someone who 
isn't obviously an educator and has experienced the last three years, real life, at, you know, in the trenches. And how do you use your mindfulness practices and your routines to navigate like on a daily basis? Yeah. Well, and I think that goes to a lot of different pieces. So, you know, it's interesting again with the warrior aspect. I actually created a club for students. It was called Wellness Warriors. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Again, like sometimes, especially in our Western culture, we have created mindfulness as I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like a superficial kind of a thing. Yes. It's much more. And, and, um, I was inspired to call wellness warriors for the students because it's almost like we are, it's we're, we're, we're not that we're trying to fight against anything, but we're fighting for, you know, right right to wellness. We have a right to know that we can implement these tools. So in the classroom, like I, I not only have my little club (laughs) and I did that for the whole school. So it was K2 and three, five. And actually they, that club has now ended and now I've created it for the teachers. So actually this past week, I started back my thoughtful Thursdays um, for us as teachers and leaders to meet together and engage in practices to start our day at least once a week. um, and kind of go from there. Um, and then in my classroom, just trying to, to find those different moments of recognizing when we can infuse mindfulness. So as a special educator, I have to find really strategic moments because I have my students for a short period of time as a reader. Right. So in our schedule, I actually have, I call them superpowers because that's related to my book. So I infuse one of my books and the practices there. Um, (laughs) And so we practice our superpower because being able to pay attention for a long period of time and long period, meaning like a minute (laughs) (laughs) for our students, right? And so it's like, that's a superpower. Being able to listen and just hear the sounds around you, that's a superpower. Being able to tap inside and like what messages is my body sharing with me right now? That's a superpower. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we, we start our group with that. And then as like we're reading or we come up with something that is tricky and a tricky challenge, wait, let's look at our superpowers and pick one. What would be helpful right now? Is it our superhero self-talk? Like, what can we do and infuse right now in this moment? And even walking to, like, the next part in my next group, I will integrate my own practice with synchronizing my walking. I normally like this one uh, for uh, my practice, but it's my normal one I do. When I'm walking to get my next group, I will synchronize my breathing to my walking. Um, when I'm going into my meetings, I will will engage in a short practice. When I'm driving to work, I will be engaging in a practice while I'm driving. So it's finding those moments and also extended moments too, because I will stop talking in a moment, but that's fine. I mean, recently, I completely, I brought, I normally have a battery by me now so that I remind myself I have to recharge. So it's over oh, here. Oh, good. <laughs> like a small symbol of just like a battery, but I completely depleted myself. And it's because I thought what I was doing was enough. And what I thought um, I would just keep going and going because, hey, I'm fulfilling, I'm feeling good and, and I'm doing good. But although as a service field, we're doing good, yes, those moments count. And yes, those moments, they build up over time, but we still have to have dedicated self 
time for ourselves so that we can truly recharge into ourselves so we can give the service that we need to give. Yes. Oh, so many juicy pieces. I want to start by saying that I just recorded the next solo episode and I talk about getting to the root issue. And when you said like, we treat mindfulness in the West, like superficially. And I think I remember saying like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, go to the gym, like do a headspace app. Like it's just another thing on the, like not, that's not getting to the root of anything. And we wonder why it's like, well, mindfulness is not just doing calm space or what's called the calm app or the headspace app for five minutes. It could be, and that's great. But hearing you talk about the different things you do throughout your day, I really love to share practical, pragmatic, while you're driving. I always tell the story about like this really long traffic light that I could tell my journey because as I've gone through this process of really incorporating and integrating mindfulness practices, when it turns red now, it's like a four minute light. I'm like, yes. Like I get four minutes of just like recalibrating peace and calm. So I think that's really awesome. And I hope people heard some of the really cool things, the few that you shared, but I wanted to actually dig in on this piece of how do you manage and balance your own energy, your own, you know, how you engage as an educator, as a, as a giver, as someone who's in the service field. And I literally woke up this morning and I have back-to-back meetings like all day. I have not had back-to-back meetings since I resigned as an executive because I was tired of killing myself with back-to-back meetings every day, all day. And I literally feel like a recoil in my body because it reminds me of that, like, go, 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 go. And to your point, you can convince yourself that it's all good. If you're serving, you're helping the kids, you're staying till 10 PM. And you know, that one last kid that just needs to learn or whatever, you know, that you convince yourself of. And as we know with the battery, which I know Donovan talked about in, the, in one of the episodes is you're like, do you forget to charge your phone? Does your phone, you know, when your phone's actually dead, you don't, you can't use it. And so what we tend to do is drain ourselves till we're not even able to function. And so this morning, I just, I noticed that it's just been a really busy three, four weeks and that I can easily fall into the go, 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 do, 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 and forget the calibration. For me, it's always just like, where am I? Am I calibrated? What's going on? And so to hear you say that, you know, you're, you, you felt like you were fine, but then you noticed that something was off. It, I think it's a really juicy conversation. Yes. Well, and my journey started in 2016 around that time when I was aware of the impact of my, I will call it burnout. It really was. Um, I was having, my body was responding and I know you also had some similar um, body responses. And like for me, my heart, um, a period of time, I was wearing a heart monitor. Um, My rhythm was not regular. Um, I was having significant panic and anxiety and I didn't know why, because again, we feel like we're okay. Like we're job and we know we should, should, should feel good about our service. So like you said, we convince ourselves and we completely ignore what is actually happening and the messages that we're actually getting from within our body and environment around us. Right. And so it wasn't until 2016 that I was like, whoa, (laughs) something needs to change. And from that choice, like small choices can make a big impact. And from that choice, 
when I went to the doctor, probably about several months later, my EKG was within a normal range. And I only like cried, you know, like it's just such a special moment. Be like, wait, what? And the doctor's like, wait, what are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. I took my life back, you know, my life back. I prioritized myself and my wellness and I have to make sure that I'm charged for what I'm doing in this service. And as a service provider, we actually have that responsibility to to ourselves first, because we have to be even a bigger space keeper than other fields that we have. And also, thankfully, my panic and anxiety have drastically reduced. Now, sometimes will it resurface? Yeah, but normally that's because I've been off of my routine. But the is we get these patterns in our life because we're used to these habits, habits of even habits, even being overachievers, right? (laughs) And when we have that, when we can recognize that pattern in our life, we get another chance. And so it'll keep coming back until we can try something new. And we should celebrate every time that we can first recognize that a pattern has come back and to recognize, hey, I can do something different. And actually, I'll share a quick practice here. And again, not to kind of go back to my book, but... Yeah, tell us about the book. No, I want to hear about the book. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, I it's called The Superpower of Your Heart, and HEART is an acronym. And it actually was an acronym that kind of surfaced as I realized I was going through a consistent routine through my life when I had to make choices. We're making choices all the time. H is health. How is my body, breath, emotions, and thoughts in this moment? So I'd find myself asking that question over and over. And what is that message? E is environment. What either is around me or within me that can help me make a decision here right now with what I need to do? And I also have that, anything that pops, either it's a person, object, place, or self. So when we see that, we can recognize within we can see what's happening within the environment. Then A is affirmation, meaning what are the, what mindset, what words am I saying to myself that's directly connected to this moment to propel this choice forward? And I have a moment to choose. Either I can go this way or I can go that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Then R is response. Well, guess what? That's great that we can recognize all these things, but until we take action, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And after we respond, then we can actually take that step back, T, transform. How did either you or the experience transform based on your heart? So I found myself going through this routine over and over and over again and realized, hey, (laughs) I need to share that with others. Um, And we have the choice. We really do. Yeah, that is so amazing. And, you know, hearing your story and knowing that I think a lot of us that care so deeply for the kids and just work so hard. And like you said, in a service field, you're, you're giving a lot and you're caring and you're just your body and your energy and everything just needs a break. And so I'm, I love, so tell us the name of the book so we can just, I'll put it in the show notes, but just so everyone knows. 
<laughs> well, that book um, is The Superpower of Your Heart. And there's also okay. a teacher's guide that has different lessons. So if you are looking for an application based, like you're just starting within mindfulness, it's mindfulness-based SEL lessons that structure your climate within your classroom and also help support students in their growth simultaneously alongside you in your growth. Um, so that's, that's the most recent book that I have. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. But I feel like what you're sharing is that you have found practices that work for yourself that are really simple and that will shift your energy and not only shift your energy and the way you're feeling and your awareness and all that, but also is helping you with your health issues and your anxiety. Yes. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> so here's, so here's my question. Here's my question, which I just can't wait to hear what you're going to say about this, but it's like, for the two of us that have done this and it's like really transform our life and we feel different, you know, we've dealt with the health issues and we're just like, this works. This is so amazing. Yet a lot of times in the field, you'll get a resistance of just kind of like, or they'll say like, Oh, we'll do it with the kids, but they won't do it with the teachers, which for me, to me, that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard because it's like, like you said, the teachers are, you know, the, the reflection, the kids are the reflection of our nervous system. So it's like, how do we not do the work on ourselves and then work with the kids? If anything, the kids should be teaching us, right? So how do we, how do we not do the work on ourselves? So anyway, but what do you think about this resistance? And you know, what do you, what do you think that's all about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when we are sharing the practices without an embodied practice, that just becomes a very nice brain break. Right. So <laughs> yes. So there's a difference between sharing a brain break and actually having the intention to help someone grow for their future. Yes. And so when we can embody the practices, then that allows us the opportunity again to share that there, that students can access that. Um, and in regards to resistance, most of the time that just comes from a misunderstanding or prior experience or Again, we, we kind of mentioned the superficial, again, I don't know what word is coming up, but it's not like a genuine feeling. We see what's portrayed in the media. You know, we see articles and people are naturally sitting with their eyes. We see the generic pieces, which I don't want to just brush off, but part of that is, is because of, um, general culture had right. created that. And so when you have had a particular identity of yourself for so long, and most of us, probably almost all of us, did not have access when we were young. So we don't even see ourselves as part that as being a part of who we are. And so if we don't have that or or open with curiosity to that being a part of our lives, then the resistance happens because guess what? It's gonna go to the caterpillar. Yeah. And when we get to that chrysalis stage, okay, like that, I don't want to turn to goop. <laughs> I exactly. don't want to decide, right? Yes. I really resonate a lot with the butterfly. But when we don't have that true understanding, and again, I'll say it again, mindless truly means just being fully present here and now with our body, breath, emotions, and thoughts with openness and curiosity. That's all. And if we can take those moments of just going back to what it truly means, like we can stay curious about any situation. 
we can see and tap into our inside because guess what? Our body's with us for forever. That's the only thing that is with us for forever. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. We have to become friends with our bodies because, I mean, they're always saying something. It depends on how loud it's shouting, if you're going to listen to it or not. But, you know, when we can shift our understanding, again, going back to that definition, what is it? And creating small moments of experience and going back to what you said about just being interested, even if somebody just has that spark of, hmm, that has created a shift already to move past some of the resistance that happens. Yeah. And you brought up the courage. And I think that is what I have noticed is that it's scary in a way, because you're asking people to a go against the mainstream culture, which is always difficult because you have to kind of be like, wait, what's going on here. And then, you know, it's just, you got to go against the mainstream culture, which means you got to really like take a moment to, to look at that. But I think it's scary because you're asking people to go within themselves and to see something they might not want to see. Right. And to your point of like the education space, ignoring where we are with mental health, a mental health crisis for all everyone involved, in my opinion, that's what we do with ourselves. Right. We ignore like, you know, my story of just working, working, working and having all these health issues and just ignoring it until I totally shut down and couldn't get out of bed. Right. Because it just was like, like you said, the body was screaming. And so I think it's scary for people, but I love how you're sharing it because it doesn't have to be scary. It can just be one small step, just opening up, being a little curious. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I don't even know what this mindfulness stuff is, but has the word warrior in it. So maybe I'll listen, you know, <laughs> and you're just kind of like curious to, well, I'm, what I have seen too is like people are, they're so tired of their current life if they're burnout or they're stressed or whatever. And they're, they're kind of just open. And I think, now people are more open than they've probably ever been. And so I'm really excited that you're sharing your work and that you're, it's almost like, you know, you, you, you see how much has worked for you. So you really want to write the, you wrote the book. Did you write more than one book? I did. (laughs) Tell us about all the books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, my first book was Big Change, Better You, Beautiful World. And that actually was directly connected to the pandemic, but then it's really about any change that we have. And it compares us to the butterfly going through the changes. And then it also infuses mindfulness practices in the moment so that we can move through any change and take that courage uh, to become who we need to be in the world and transform the world. Um, and then I do want to give a shout out to um, our, for the Coalition of Schools Educating Mindfully, we also have a book and I'm actually a chapter in one of the books as well. And that is uh, Transforming Schools Through Mindfulness. And so I can give you some links that you can share as well with that, but we can infuse even alongside and it doesn't have to be scary and we can just take just that small step. And I'm going to make this a call to action for any leaders. (laughs) It's really you, you are the core. And as leaders, you have the ability to create opportunities for your students and your staff and your entire learning community to actually find that value within themselves. Because as we shared, it's a right. This is a right that we have for wellness. And so as a leader, yeah, it's scary, but that's why you're called to be a leader. 
And so I hope that even here, being able to find something that you can take back and start into your own life. And that's why also like David and myself, we're coaches as well. And so yep. we want to do it alone because we have to come together as a community. And we have to rise up together so that we can create that transformation that needs to happen in education as warriors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And it's the title was very in intentional and intuitive because it's the kind of combination of being mindful. It's the doing and the being it's the masculine and the feminine. So that was, I mean, of course it came to me intuitively. I didn't, I, whenever I come up with the title or the name of my school, it, it was just like, it just came to me. It's like, okay, I'm sitting in meditation and it's like, oh yes, that's the name. Okay. And then people are always like, how do you name things when I'm coaching people? And I'm like, well, my process is very weird. I just not weird, but it's different than like the 42 step process that other people teach you. I literally, it just comes to me and then I sit with it for a few months and then I'm like, it's not changing. So I guess that's the thing. So I love, I love the names you've come up with. Right. That's actually natural. And we've gotten rid of the natural way of having our insights. But could you imagine anybody here, right? You have the ability to just, you know what, create space and inspiration comes. And even when we have a breath in, that's called inspiration. And when yes. out, it's called expiration. So when we need inspiration, no matter what we're doing within and beyond the classroom, breathe in for that inspiration to come and just be open to seeing what's there. So yes. And I love, you're another example <laughs> of what happens when you really start incorporating these practices naturally and just it, there's discipline to it too, but it's, it becomes very natural. And you start to create and you start to live in flow and you're writing books and you're coaching and you're teaching. And, you know, it's not through the crazy go, go, go 42 steps and all the things that you have to do to, you know, write your books and oh, take this program. Blah, blah. It's not all that stuff, but it's like just a natural organic process that follows as you go. And I love what you said about leaders, because I always think about teachers being leaders in the classroom, leaders of schools, leaders of districts, and I'm definitely going to write a book about mindful leadership, you know, given that I've been in all these levels of educational leadership and how it, it, in my opinion, it literally changes the whole entire people that work around this leader. If they're mindful and they're clear within their heart and they've done the work, like it changes the whole entire environment. I hate to put, I hate to say that leap that leader has that much power, but it's kind of true because we've all worked with the leader who's just grumpy and difficult and mean and everybody's on eggshells. And then we've worked with a great leader. Hopefully some of us have, many of us haven't. And like, then we, we know what it's like when we're around them. So I think that doing this work for yourself is so transformative, whether you're in the classroom, whether you're an aide in the classroom, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a superintendent, it doesn't matter, but it will ripple out and it will, it will change the people around you because the, the change comes from the inside out. Yes. Beautiful, David. And I think that right there is a, a really beautiful way of just calling all of us here today as like our closure even of just, we are all leaders and it does take courage and it is, it is hard work, but that's why we're in this together and we find our communities and even this podcast, like all of us, we're here together. We're not alone in this and we have the ability to change. And now it's really asking yourself, what kind of leader, teacher, whoever, really leader, what kind of leader do you want to be? 
are you transformative or are you going to continue down the path where we've been and we already know where that path is? So take, take that step. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, as we wrap up, I'd love to hear, you know, where people can find you. I know you have a lot of, you wear a lot of different hats, which I think is really cool because I do that too. <laughs> so I know you have a website and yeah, just tell us, just tell us about where people can find you so I can put it in the show notes, but also so they know. <laughs> Absolutely. So my website is www.thebutterflywithin.me. And that has the coaching that I do, um, information about my books and professional learning. And then also I want to share with the Coalition of Schools Educating Mindfully. So that's www.educatingmindfully.org. And that is a wonderful community to connect with. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out at any time. And on social media, I'll give all of the <laughs> social media. Yeah. Uh, to you, uh, David, to put in the show notes, but you can find me on social media. And I do try to keep my balance between everything, but I always also want to be um, in a space where I can provide that service in conjunction with my own wellness too. So um, yes, uh, to connect at any time. And I love that even when we were interacting, because I think I found you on Instagram and you were like, I don't think you responded for a few days. And then you're like, I don't, I, I'm always trying to find the balance. I'm like, me too. Like, I'm happy that it took you a few days to respond. I'm like, that's why I want to have you on the podcast. <laughs> right. And that that's right there is, is a mindfulness practice. So. Exactly. Wait and pause. Okay. So I always like to ask if there's anything else you wanted to share before we close anything that you, you know, any closing thoughts or closing words for the listeners. <laughs> I would actually say, can we close with a short mindfulness invitation again to kind of absolutely closure. So just kind of where we were before, but now we've been, we've time traveled. So wherever you may be, just again, make a small adjustment and just settle back into the space because there have been shifts, even in this short period of time. And then choose how you wish to be in this moment, maybe eyes closed or looking nearby. And check back in with your body, breath, emotions, and thoughts. Checking back in with that intention that you had set. Knowing that you are gonna transition even to another part of your day. So just take this moment to integrate all of what just took place. Maybe as you breathe, just allow that breath to integrate it further into your heart. Letting that rhythm of that heart create that moment of action and spark anything else that you can do for you, knowing that you are the most important person and you have that influence. Take any other moment here for you. Maybe it's taking a few extra breaths. Maybe it's connecting back to your heart and just noticing any changes. And as you're ready, the smile, 
opening up your eyes if they were closed, looking around again, the space where you're at, and coming back here, and just with that pure gratitude for taking that chance of even being here today in this moment, sharing the space together, and being a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope the listeners enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Thank you for all the tips and really just opening your heart. I feel that you opened your heart and you were honest with us. And as a result, we had a really beautiful conversation. So thank you so much. Thanks, David. Thank you, everybody, today. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you so much for listening to the Mindful Education Warrior podcast. I want you to know that every guest and listener is a value part of this co-creation. We're so honored that you listened and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to davidkrichards.com where you will find special offers for podcasts. And as always, if you're moved by an episode, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. I'm sending you so much love today and the courage to really be the mindful warrior within you. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.